With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Both uh, searches are starting right away, uh, but the GM is going to be our first selection, and then the GM will have input in the head coach. But we've begun our process right away. Like I said, it's an internal process, and uh, it's something we have uh, great football operations uh, people here in the building. And uh, we're going to lean on them as well as our relationships in the league and, and elsewhere. So the process has already begun, and uh, we know there are a lot of good candidates. And at the same time, we know that this is a uh, highly desirable uh, uh, place for people to be. We have a, a great core of talent, a great uh, uh, facilities, a great fan base, great communities. So uh, we're confident we're uh, on a good process, and uh, we've already gotten st- started on that work. You guys remember when Ziggy Wilf was the public speaker? On behalf of the Will family, sure. I covered it. Yeah, sure do. <laughs> and then they they pivoted to Mark. Wow, it's a good pivot. Mark is very good as a public speaker. Why did why did they not just run Mark out there fifteen years ago? Because Mark wasn't. You know, when they bought the team, Mark was. I feel like in two thousand five into six was way in the background. Hmm. Like he was there, but it was like he's he's Ziggy's little brother. There were pe- people that thought that he was Ziggy's son for a while. <laughs> he was asked about that. Like, <laughs> is this your dad? Um, but yeah, he's, I, he, you know, it's not that he said a ton in that press conference, but he stayed on point. And I thought he did a good job. Like, like he, he yeah. had his, his talking points and he just went back to those, which by the way, you probably should do. Um, I got a question though, because it, it came up on, on the, uh, Climbing the Pocket podcast, which I was on l- last night. Yep, Fr- friends of our friend friends of, of our show, who by the way have requested Declan as well. They, oh, they said wow. that, that they want you on as well, Dex. Um, and Phil obviously has been on and will be on again. Uh, but I believe it was Dave from Climbing the Pocket had a really good point, and I don't know if it's semantics or if we just sort of missed it, including me. Um, but it's this: the clip that Declan just played. Mark Wilf says the GM will have input in the coach. Um, I heard that as the GM will hire the coach. But that's not what he said. He said input in, in the coach. Speculation. And so full credit on the RS scale to Dave from climbing the pocket. What do you make of that? Because it's a good point. It shouldn't be ignored. I love that question. And, uh, and just... Just to frame this up, so we have the list of eight GM candidates. We will we will go through it and we will 
we'll ask some questions. But I love that you're starting with that question. Uh, real quick, if you're watching Purple Daily today on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, please click subscribe and the like button so we can give you daily Vikings entertainment and speculation and therapy. And uh, if you're watching on a TCL TV, even better because they support us. You can support us by supporting them. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. I think based on my own sleuthing and based on putting together other people's sleuthing, that the Vikings ownership group is not starting from scratch with their head coaching search, although that's the way that it's kind of being put out, like, through the official channels, right? Here are the eight names that we are going to interview for GM, and we're going to do that first, and then we're going to hire a coach. But I think they are definitely back-channeling and having conversations about which coaches might be interested. And I do believe that the Lane Kiffin stuff was real. I don't think Lane Kiffin becomes the next head coach of the Vikings, but I do think they've been sleuthing a little bit. Lane Kiffin over here, maybe a little Doug Peterson, just to sort of see what's out there. So when Mark Wilf says the new GM will have input on the new coach, to me that means it validates the idea that they've already maybe got a short list of names of coaches too that they just haven't made public and haven't submitted to the league yet. And Doug yeah. Peterson, you don't have to submit, right? Because he's not a current correct employee. You can like correct. they could they could have talked to Doug Peterson a month ago. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the word input is very intriguing. I think the word input was not a mistake. So yeah, I, there, there's my, my personal opinion is that the GM should have a, a ton of control because one thing that we saw fall apart with Mike and Rick w- was the communication, right? Like the relationship clearly soured. Um, and I want a GM who gets a coach who on day one, like they are in lockstep. So I think that that relationship is so important. That being said, I think Dave from Climbing the Pocket had a really good point, which is don't dismiss the word input. He did not say, because he easily could have said, we are going to to hire and identify a GM, and that person is going to hire the coach. But he didn't say that. And and Mark, Mark sticks to his talking points, and he also, I don't think, I don't think he really, like, slips up, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like says the wrong thing. Oh my God, no, I meant the GM. So anyway, yeah, it's an in- intriguing, it's an intriguing discussion. Reckless speculation. I like it. So, so here, here are the eight, and uh, you can find this full list with bios on scorenorth.com if you want to read through, but uh, in alphabetical order, as Judd has laid them out here in this finely curated listicle. Very anal. <laughs> and, uh, and there's a couple names that, that have been bandied about that, we're on an internal list, but aren't ultimately going to be on the official interview list. We can talk about that. But uh, Kwesi Adolfo Mensa, the Browns vice president of football operations over the last year and a half. Brandon Brown, who is the director of player personnel with the Philadelphia Eagles. Glenn Cook is uh, currently the vice president of player personnel with the Cleveland Browns. Monty Ossenfort is the Titans director of player personnel. Ryan Poles is the executive director of player personnel for the Chiefs. Catherine Raich, who will become the first woman to ever interview for an NFL GM job, is the VP of football ops for the Eagles. John Spytek. Spytek. John Spytek. My name is Spytek. The name's Spytek. John Spytek. 
and I am the vice president of player personnel of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then Elliot Wolf, nepotism, Ron Wolf's kid. Yeah. He's 39 years old. He was with the Packers for a decade and a half. And you get a job. He's done some, uh, he was the assistant GM with the Browns for a couple years, and he's been a draft consultant, but uh, they're going to interview Elliot Wolf. I'm good on I'm good on nepotism at this point. All due respect to Elliot Wolf. I don't want anyone's son. I'm just sort of out. Uh, and his dad for the for the younger audience, uh, Ron Wolf was the Packers architect throughout. Was it the '90s and early 2000s? Ron Wolf. 90s, uh, yeah. yeah, he was. He built a Super Bowl Packers team in the '90s. So, uh, so those are the names. They're not really household names. It's 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 a little different than like Doug Peterson as coach. Like everyone has a take on Doug Peterson. Nobody has a take on Glenn Cook, <laughs> but based on all of the research that you've done so far, Judd, what are you looking to get out of this GM search? What are the attributes you're looking for, and who stands out the most on this list? So I think it's a perfect time to make this change because I think the GM position, while it will always have certain um, things that are important, also is changing and evolving. Um, That does not mean I am looking to reinvent the wheel. It does mean that I'm looking to – the Vikings are need – the Vikings are a pretty nice computer that needs updates. They need updates. And and that's true at quarterback. That is 100% true in how the offense has been run. And I think that's probably true now. Um, and Rick Spielman at one time did a pretty good job, but I think that's true in, in front office structure. I'm going to tell you right now, I am intrigued, very intrigued, and this is going from from – basically the bios that i put together okay so like just again phil to be clear you're right it's not like i got hot takes on this guy and that guy those will come for coaches i will have hot takes (laughs) um but but this is more of a trying to trying to deduct who makes sense quasi adofa mensa from the browns who is young and he might be too young but i'm really intrigued by his background, by the fact he's not just a football guy, but by the, the fact that he would bring an analytical bent. I would like to know a lot more about that. Um, so there, there's a story. I think I sent you, uh, Phil, last year when he he was at a summit or something, and he met, I think it was with a reporter from the Cleveland Browns website, and he did a whole thing on, on how, how uh, Quasi identifies quarterbacks and like how he puts together and I'm going to go back to I'm going to hammer this home until I'm blue in the face the ability to identify quarterbacks in this league is imperative like on every single level um and I'm not talking about oh that free agent's pretty good I'll sign him I'm talking about identify them out of college get the five years of team control contract um, and and then extend that person, but you get a five year run. Hopefully, at least four, if not five, of good quarterback play on the cheap. Incredibly important. Mm-hmm. And so, a guy who has, or a person, not a guy, a man or woman who has a good idea of how to identify and different ideas. And by and also to be clear, the quarterback position is changing. So we're not we're not just the discussion is not that. That kid can drop back and feel some pressure. That's important too. But like this is a evolving position. So 
this this intrigues me because of the different thought process. It might be a total non-starter. It might mm-hmm. not work. But I, I just hesitate to go back to, well, this person was the scouting director. Um, much like Kirk. You know what? In 1994, that resume sounds awesome. 2022, I think we're looking for some different attributes. Yeah. Yeah, I think, all right. I, I wrote down just sort of three things that I'm looking for. And again, it's so hard to know with these eight candidates, unless you're in a room with them. This process is so tough because the first round is probably going to be Zoom, right? And then, okay, maybe you do like two or three in-person sessions. But yeah, Let's say you cut down to three, right, from eight. Yeah. But even then, it's like you're you're these NFL franchises are, are, are valuation multiple billions of dollars, right? I mean, these are like yeah. each one of them is a huge corporation, basically. And the general manager and the head coach are mostly running your organization. Like the product on the field is what drives your organization. And you're going to hire people in those key spots over a Zoom, maybe another Zoom, and then like a day, take them out to dinner, bring them in. You know, with most companies, this would be a month-long vetting process or more sometimes, right, where you're just going through and, and – you would just go through the ringer, but there's a certain you have to expedite this. And the Vikings are doing a good job of letting it play out organically here, and they're not rushing it because they're confident that this is the job that people are going to want. So we can take our time. But all of that said, the three things that I am most interested in are you got to have a really sharp scouting acumen. Obviously, like I, I can't have you looking at, and this is why I'm wondering about a couple of these Eagles candidates. I can't have you look at. Jalen Rager and Justin Jefferson side by side and think that Jalen Rager is the draft pick. Teams whiff on drafts, that's fine, but you got to have a really keen eye for a Justin Jefferson staring you in the face or the difference between Christian Ponder and somebody else, right? Um, number two, I would say uh, somebody with a high EQ, emotional intelligence, reading people, Mike Zimmer, I think, had a pretty low EQ as a coach. Rick Spielman, I don't think. I think Judd's right about Rick Spielman. I think he had a hard time like reading whether or not you're a leader or not. I think he was really good at measurables and things like that. But you know, in retrospect, again, how do you look at Christian Ponder and spend any time with Christian Ponder and then come away thinking, oh, this guy is the leader of a 53-man roster and an organization. He's a front man, right? It's just weird. It's a weird whiff. So somebody who can read people, and then I'd love some, ideally, some synergy. I don't. I'd, I'd love someone who comes in and then picks their coach, and it's someone that they have a relationship with or build a relationship with. So, all of those things said, um, I really, I'm really curious tapping into the Chiefs. Ryan Poles with the Chiefs. I know he's pretty young. He's 36 years old. I also think you should be careful hiring someone in their mid to low 30s. That's a it's a really big job, and you got to have a certain level of life experience, I think, to to succeed. But I'm really curious about the way the Chiefs decided we're a playoff team with Alex Smith, who's a really good quarterback, and it's not good enough, and so we're going to move up 17 spots because we see something in Pat Mahomes. What did they see in Pat Mahomes that other teams weren't willing to take a risk on, and then how did they get him to play at his peak potential? You know, like Ryan Poles. Might have some answers, and so I'm I'm really curious there. Okay. I do like the fact I, I I'm a Byron Leftwich guy, and so if John Spytek, if Spytek, John Spytek, 
if he's qualified and he checks these boxes and he has synergy with Byron Leftwich with their time in Tampa together, that's interesting. Now, could both those guys just be you know, building their equity off Tom Brady? I'd be nervous about that. Brandon Brown is the other guy for me with the Eagles. I love his background. I love some of the things that I've heard and read about him. Um, seems like a really sharp guy that's had his hand in different parts of the Eagles organization. And that's another organization that over the years, they've maximized Nick Foles. They've maximized Carson Wentz before he went off the wagon like a couple years into his tenure there. And then they've kind of maximized Jalen Hurts. So they've done a good job watering the quarterback seeds, if you will, even though uh, they've had a couple weird draft whiffs. So I think those are the three that stand out the most to me just on paper and reading and hearing a little bit. What do you think, Declan? I personally like Spicek a lot the most. Uh, I think with the way Tampa Bay's built up, that roster is pretty damn impressive. Um, Brandon Brown's definitely up there too. You know, the the Eagles took a lot of flack last uh, at the end of last season for basically punting on that regular season finale. Doug Peterson kind of lost the locker room per se. Uh, but then they were still able to, number one, get a first-round pick from the Colts. Jalen Hurts has taken a development in, in his uh, quarterback play, and they're playing in the playoffs this weekend on Super Wild Card Weekend, that is. so I, I, Super, super, super. I think both those are the two guys I'm looking at. Will McClay was the one that I was really interested in, and as we're even recording this, and I know Doogie was touching on this during our Reckless Speculation episode on Mackie and Judd, that he was basically out, and Ian Rappaport of NFL Network confirming that he is staying put in Dallas and is apparently even getting a new deal uh, to help him stay around, probably with obviously more money attached to his title. But Will McClay was the one I truly wanted at first because I thought that would help, number one, also bring in the Kellen Moore effect, who's my number one head coaching option, but... If he's indeed out, I think I look at Spytech and probably Brandon Brown as the two. My my other question, though, and, and as Judd was talking about with, uh, with with the Browns guy, can the Wilfs, though, be persuaded into hiring someone that has, like, the analytical, and I don't want to use nerdy breakdown, but, like, do the Wilfs have the idea of that? Can, can they be talked into that idea that this guy is different? He's cut from the new age football cloth. Do you trust him to run your organization? I, I'm curious if the Wilfs are all in on that idea. I think they were turned off by, by the fact that Mike bristled at, at the use of, of statistics, analytics. And I think Rick tried, but I don't think Rick was really, and it's not Rick's fault. Um, Rick, Rick wasn't really into, I think, how it worked completely. So I think he, he tried to transition. Um so I think the Wilfs will be open to that. But, like, this hire is so – it goes into such an interesting realm, too, because I guess my question is, like, like to Phil's point, I agree that some young people w- without the life experience are not prepared to do certain things. Clint Kubiak, example A, 34, never called plays, and, and now did Clint get the help? No, but it was a disaster. But – to go back to what we've talked about before, Mike Tomlin, around the same age, walked into a room in Pittsburgh and took such control that what was an obligatory Rooney Rule interview turned into "You are our guy." Mm-hmm. Um, and, and here's what here's what else I think, and this is why I don't I don't like Zoom. Um, here's what else I think that you need to be able to really get a read on because it's not just like the football side of the person; it's so much more. One question, because this is a big this is a big problem, especially in football, but all of sports. 
Is it arrogance or confidence? Are you confident or are you arrogant? Because if you're arrogant, I want nothing to do with you. If you're confident, that's an absolute must. And and my second question is, do you have humility and empathy? Because if you bring those to the table, and again, you can be extremely confident, but when you have to cut players, when when you have to make tough calls, do you have the ability to empathize there? Or are you just like, well, that's it. You're gone too bad. Because as much fun as I have talking about, you know, cutting veteran players, the reality is that's a very delicate balance. And, and that gets around the league as well. So like if players have a good experience, that's important because they talk to their friends who are of course, other players. So these are the things that, that you have to go through. And I don't know that the age, like, there are some folks who are 32 who are incredible. And there are some folks who are my age, 52, and they're duds. And they always will be duds. Dud. You're dud. Dud. So, so I guess my question comes back to when I sit down with you, what do you bring, not just as far as football goes, but as far as being a person goes? Yeah. So, again, we are uh... – we have never met any of these eight people. We don't know anything about that. Yeah. Actually, Judd met Elliot Wolf. I'm sure at some point covering the Packers. Pass. He was a young. He was a young kid. Met, meant nothing at this point. <laughs> and so our our opinions on who we would choose from this list of eight. And oh, actually, real quick before I get to this, yep. Some people wondering what happened to Will McClay that he was being bandied about at one point. That's what that Sounds like Will McClay is staying with the Cowboys, according to yep. Darren Doogie Wolfson. Yep. So. For the scoop, mm-hmm. scoop, reckless speculation Thursday. Yeah, not reckless. Doogie broke the news. So, all right. Even though we've never spent FaceTime with any of these people, <laughs> none of them are really household names. We're just going off of what we've seen, read, and have sort of heard whispers about. Oh. You got to pick one oh, to run the Minnesota Vikings, to turn this franchise around and bring them to Super Bowl glory for the first time. Who are you picking? This is okay. This is as tough of assignment as I have ever been given on any incarnation of the Mackie and Judd franchise. Um, okay, I'm out on Wolf for sure. Unfortunately, I'm going to be out on Spytech because I have one key question: take Brady away because John Spytech didn't sign Tom. Take Tom away, and what have you done? And you might be great. Spy tech. But John Spy Tech. Um, Pleasure to meet you. Okay, you know what? I think I'm going to go. Oh, I think I'm going to go with um, Ryan Pulse of the Chiefs. Wow, that's Uh, that's, that's mine too. I think I'm I'm, going to go with Ryan Ryan Pulse Pulse because Mensa I like, but I can't just do that right now. Like, Like, I like the idea, but I need to know so much more. And if yeah. that blows up, it's going to blow up spectacularly, which I don't want. Um, but I, I just, for the record, hated that assignment. I'm, I'm, I, and I, I'm not just. I don't hate you. I hate the assignment. <laughs> no, I, I'm going Ryan Poles too. And again, success by association, right? Andy Reid. Yeah, but they had the, but they, but they had the cojones to make the trade to get a quarterback yeah. while having a quarterback. I mean, Brady is like Favre. You at least know with them. Wrote there's, save the day. there's so many people like, well, you know, if you if you don't keep Kirk, then what are you going to do? Then you're going to have to play wild a wildcat formation, and maybe Sean. Man- it's like, like like people can't comprehend life after 
the 13th best quarterback in the NFL. The Chiefs not only comprehended it, they were aggressive in pursuing life after the 12th or 13th best quarterback Absolutely. in Alex Smith, and they were successful. It's a gamble, but Ryan Poles, whatever the secret sauce is in there with that decision-making, Ryan Poles would know. And is that is that a reason why you should just hire someone blindly like we are doing right now? Maybe not, but, well, the, but the Chiefs the information did, we have. But the Chiefs did flat out say, we're tired of being the Vikings. Yes. We want a championship. And it could have blown up. I mean, you're going to have to. The problem is, to get a Super Bowl title, you're going to have to have those guts. Like you're not good. You're not going to just luck into it. I don't think. Yeah. Oh, we having to draft a guy in the fourth round. I mean, I don't think. I think it's right, going to take some. Is it future? Future the franchise in your hands right now. Yeah. You don't even get a Zoom interview. You have to just pick one I know off, who he's uh-huh. going. paper. Yeah. We all I'm, know where he's going. I'm doubling down. I'm. I'm. Give me John Spitek. Um. He's helped. Bi- he's helped build this Chuck's Bond. roster. Spy-tech. I love the Bond villain too. Like they have to, we have to Photoshop some type of Bond villain uh, he's just, he's involved. Just, he's petting his white cat. Yeah, just his white, white fluffy cat. I can absolutely seen, see seen it. one Bond movie. Oh, no, I, I know what I know what you're, I know what you're talking about from the Bond franchise. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but, I mean, it was Spytech who's been basically in charge of their college and pro scouting department. He played a big factor in their drafting and free agency. I mean, Shaq Barrett's been a stud for them. They helped trade for Ndamukong and Sue. Um, I, I know that Tom Brady came there, but I also believe, all right, if Spytech played a factor of building up a roster, and I'll go down even a more reckless speculation path here, if Spytech built up this roster in a year or two... And old TB12 is still slinging it. Do you convince TB12? At 50? At 55 years old. No, in his his mid to late 40s that Tom Brady. Tom, come on. Come indoors. You got Spy Tech running the show. He's built up the roster. No, I'm sure Tom. Yeah, I'm sure of all the people in the world that Tom would. Come back home, Tom Brady. Can you imagine Tom after moving from the snowy, cold, windy, northeast part of the country? He's living in Florida. He's tan. He's loving it to come to Minnesota. He's plays indoors here. Yeah. Also, part of my thinking here is I'm done with, like, the veteran meh quarterback thing. Like, I want a franchise quarterback for for 12 years. Yep. That's what I want. Yep. Mm -hmm. I want you to to find the guy. Like, Mm -hmm. let's stop with... With um, well, Culpepper was pretty good, right? But you know, no. Let's just let's who's the guy solve the problem. Yes, and and yes. let's take our quarterback beer goggles and let's stick them in the damn drawer and let's be done with them for once. <laughs> Seriously, no, I'm we're always I'm quarterback you, envy. Yeah, I, I don't want yeah, to. We, we have Tom such Brady low standards, man. Such low standards. Declan taking a cheap shot of Phil. <laughs> Phil missed it completely. That's no, I know. I, no, I heard. Oh, it. I heard it. Being, yeah. right, that's fine. You be a jerk. Is that the only question you would ask Spytech, John Spytech, is, hey, can you get us Brady in a couple of years? If we hire you, like, what are the chances? Can we get 47-year-old Tom Brady? If he's still My eating kale and, and, and sleeping in his hyperbolic chambers, get him and Giselle here. They can just stay inside and he dine all day. It'll be fine. It'll And, and Tom Brady can lead us to a Super Bowl. Edina's dangerous now, man. I don't know about Edina. They got some problems. Carjackings? I, I don't know about yeah. Edina. When anymore. I think of dangerous yeah. I'm out. in America, I yeah, think I'm out on yeah, the cake eater. Yeah. I'm yeah. out. Look out. <laughs> My God. Uh, you know who's dangerous now that he's down like 30 pounds is Judd Zolgad. He's He woke up feeling dangerous, just like uh, Baker Mayfield does. Every single day, 
feeling uh, dangerous because of my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. Yeah, I am down 30 plus pounds, 240 when I started. Um, Approximately, I believe 208 might be going down because I'm going to get down to 200 pounds and Livia is going to help me keep the the weight loss off. There's no better feeling than saying I did it and I want you to take the Livia I did it eight week challenge. Get your first eight weeks for free. In my first eight weeks, 26 pounds down. So in other words, I just told you that you can get eight weeks for free, lose 26 pounds. Hell, you might lose more. You don't pay for that part. What a deal. 855-GO-LIVIA. Visit Livia, L-I-V-E-A.com, L-I-V-E-A.com, and tell them Score North and Judd told you that this is the program that will change your life in 2022, Livia.com. I'm serious, folks. It's been great. You know, Federated could change your life as a business owner because they provide risk management, risk protection. They've got all kinds of resources to help you maximize your business by preventing and protecting against risks. So uh, if you want to tap into over 100 years of experience and great resources like MyShield, go to federatedinsurance.com and uh, check them out. Snoop around and let us know what you think. Federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. It is time. For the random Viking of the week here on Purple Daily. Oh boy, put the I gotta put the GM notes away, and I gotta get the notebook out to write down the clues. I give you guys a series of clues. You can guess at any time up to three incorrect guesses. No, it's just I I feel my little scruff that I have. I'm trying to look like my two counterparts. Get closer to the camera. Are you trying to grow a beard or what's happening? Oh no, you can see it. You got the little bushami going. Look at that, dude. (laughs) One day it all just clicked. You know, I don't know. Is this a hockey? Is this a wild playoff beard? No, no, no. I I, I personally despise it. Uh, I just have been lazy the last few days. And I just. I think you should see how how far you can take it. It's bad. One of the best advice, and he's given me some good advice in my career, in my personal life. Our former, our friend Matthew Collar told me, you got to stop trying to grow out your facial hair. It makes you even look (laughs) younger than you already look. I'm almost, I'm turning 30 this year, and it makes me even look younger. But maybe, I don't know. My brother I'm and father were able to grow these great, amazing beards, and then there's Declan. I like the mustache. Move. I like I'm, I'm uh, going to flat out go on the record right now. Okay. Dude, I like the stash. Thank you. Yeah, I, don't, I need to see a little more growth there. I want. I just want to see what it looks like in a week, okay? Yeah. I'm Team Mackie here. Okay. Let's see what it looks like in a week. Let's do it. How about this? You, you keep growing the mustache until the Vikings have a GM and a head coach officially in place. Okay. Okay. I think the girlfriend would like that. That sounds good. We'll just do that. How about that? Okay. Okay. Random Viking of the Week. I'm going to throw out a series of clues. You guys get up to three incorrect guesses each. You can shout your guess at any time. You can ask me questions. I can refuse to answer if I want to because it's, it's my game. Damn it. Judd Zolgad leads Declan 14-6 to six so far in Random Viking of the Week. The last five have been Naufahu Tahi, Captain Munerlin, Daryl Bevel, Matt Castle, and Greg Jennings. This random Viking of the Week hails from British Columbia. This random Viking of the Week played college football in the Big 8 Conference. What is that? What's the Big 8? Is that formerly uh, the Big 12? Big 12. Okay. 12. All right. That was close. They, they added so, some teams. So, so yeah. we're going back. We're going back. We're, we're, we're going eight. back in the machine, the way back machine. Okay. This random Viking of the Week was a sixth-round draft pick. And a Super Bowl champion. Obviously not with the Vikings. 
<laughs> this random Viking of the week now owns a set of nightclubs and restaurants in Vancouver. I'm going to take a guess. Wow. Are you tapped into the Vancouver nightclub scene? Is that no, what I'm going to take a I'm going to take a guess. I might be this might be totally off. I don't know why it just came to mind, but the college might be wrong the, or, or the conference. Jasper Brinkley. Okay. I respect I respect the guess though. I, I respect I he, the I aggressive he, play. I thought he went to a team that won a Super Bowl, but I, I might be told, I might be wrong. But anyway, he may okay. have. I don't. Know. Jasper oh, Brinkley wait, wait. is absolutely going to make an appearance on Random Viking of the Week at some point. Good guy, too. Really good guy. So, night, uh, so nightclubs in Vancouver. Yep. So he's gone back home. Two-time Pro Bowler. It's pretty good. Pretty good player. This Random Viking of the Week wound up playing for seven different teams in his career. This random Viking of the Week was college teammates with Slash Cordell Stewart. This random Viking of the Week, his head coaches with just the Vikings were Dennis Green and Mike Tice. This random Viking of the Week once appeared on the show Millionaire Matchmaker okay, I'll and take, succeeded. He's I'll, now I'll married to guess. Bambi. Okay. Brian Russell? Ugh. Dude, Did I... Did you guys ever watch Millionaire Matchmaker? Yeah, we've talked, we talked about this guy no, like I six, think. eight months ago when the whole Millionaire Matchmaker thing. Oh You're married my to God. who? Bambi. Bambi. Who's Bambi? Bambi. Oh, this is going to kill And me. I will say... I will say, if Bambi changed her last name, and if they if they did get married, then alliteration is in play for for Bambi's full name. If she took his name, this random Viking of the week is known for being a great tackler for his position. Dennis Green and Mike Tice. This random Viking of the Week's Super Bowl championship season came with the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2008. After his time with the Vikings, obviously. Yeah, Steelers. Yep, after. So he so he was still playing when Childers was coaching. Mm-hmm. But he had left here. You guys have any questions for me? You guys are... You guys are a position consternated here position but i'm sure you're going to get to it i feel like declan so declan you you know yeah who this is and can't think of the name yeah that's a this, real that's that's a tough that's tough to like i don't know like you are really in, in people it. were fascinated at one point by a mannerism an in-game mannerism that this random viking of the week would do or whatever like a sack dance not a sack dance. Did he pee on the field? <laughs> I don't. Maybe. <laughs> uh, this Great random tackler. Vi- this random Viking of the week. This random Viking of the week. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of more. Cl- I've, I've exhausted my bag of clues. I'm trying. Oh my to god! This first time this happened. Yeah. <laughs> 
millionaire matchmaker. I don't even know. I mean, I'm sure I've uh, yeah. the, um, uh This random Viking of the week attempted three passes in his career too, but it was over three. Wait, are we talking about a defensive player? Because you said no, great tackler. We are not. But you did say great tackler. Mm-hmm. For his position. And he did stuff that was foreseen or seen as a a move. Um, I would say the thing the thing that I'm talking about in terms of like a mannerism. Yeah. Sometimes he'd get a little hungry on the sidelines, and people get were really oh, fascinated by it. It's Mitch Berger. God, there it is. <laughs> Mitch why, Berger. Why, why great tackler? I don't remember that. So he. He had That's right. He had an abnormally high number of tackles compared to other punters. And he's known in uh, like the later stages of his career, I think Pittsburgh 08, he's known for having saved like three touchdowns. Okay. As a uh, either on kickoff put the or Snickers. But the Snickers in his shoe during the game. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Mitch Berger is your random Viking of the week. Congrats to Judd. Oh, I had no idea special. I wouldn't I, I was not on the special teams track. <laughs> Dex, were you at all close there? I, or not really? I don't think so, no. Um, but, like, the painful part is the clues. Like, he attempted three passes. The Cordell Stewart. Because I know he was with the Steelers. Like, that now, just, it more just, uh, it's just a kick in the pants, basically, is the best way I can say it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, and we, like, brought up that Mitch Berger fact, I think, like, on a show within the last year. Yeah. That's why. Uh, Mitch, was, uh, Mitch was a character. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Mitch and Bambi. Bambi Burger. Bam, I, I had no idea on that. Bambi Burger. I had I no like idea on Bambi. The Bambi Burger would be a good name for like a venison burger on a on a menu. The Bambi Burger. That'd be sad though. Bambi, I mean <laughs> dead on your plate. Wouldn't bother the, me personally, the, but the Blitzen Burger. Oh, we'll we'll workshop Donner it. Burger? Okay. I mean, and you can and you can chase it with a little surly. You can wash it down with a with a surly fury. Oh, yeah, oh, good job. After that, after that, I am almost not prepared, but I am always prepared to drink a surly. And in particular, ladies and gentlemen, let me present to you surly furious, the best IPA around. You know, right now, right now on the local sports scene, National Football League team trying to make decisions, right? They're trying to decide on a GM. Eight choices. That's like eight different beers. Then they're going to have to decide on a coach. And that's like going to be 12 beers. And so that team's saying, we got all these choices. Why can't we have some certainty in life? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, there's no choice when it comes to your beer. Surly Brewing, Surly Furious, that is your only choice. That's the easy hire. That's the go-to beer. Enjoy it this weekend on Super Wild Card Super, Weekend. Super Wild Surly Card. Surly Furious, where it's at. All right. Dex, All right we'll keep you guys. Dex is okay. Dex is now. This, this segment is starting to, again. like, really legitimately depress me afterwards. Like, it, it, it's, it's just, it, I don't yeah, know if depression is the right word. Well, maybe it is the right word. I feel <laughs> I depressed. Think Right. Yeah, I think you're right thinking right. about it a lot. I think you're like fixating on this. Uh, Judd also has a lot more institutional knowledge of. Yeah, I was gonna say going to say Mitch Berger is a tough one for you. I mean, I mean, I took me forever, and I knew he was from British Columbia. I just didn't put. I forgot about yeah. him. 
I was thinking deep. I, Dex is all well, up. Well, when Phil said, and right Phil's now. BS clue of great tackler. I'm in a great for his posi- for his position. I, I know, but I'm just saying it's a tough clue. I, I'm in a great mental state after not being a good mental state like six months ago, and now now things are just. This segment is derailing wow. my oh, my peakness. You know? you down. I can do a bad. <laughs> I gotta add random Vikings into my therapist notes for next for the next session. Like I gotta start nailing these random Vikings of the week. How do I cope with when I lose? Yeah, I it's it all about the stash. Yep. Tell your therapist it's all about the stash. I don't think I'll admit that detail, but um, the stash I, is I, going I nowhere. <laughs> all right, that's a wrap. Uh, tomorrow, four question Friday, and we'll keep you posted on GM News. See ya.